Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game 5 to 2 to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees with this 9 to nothing crusher have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined as always by the podcast Paisano, AJ, Bianco. What's up, my man? What is going on, Christopher? How is everything? Everything's good. We're getting into, what do we call it? These the dog days dog of summer? It's summer. We've got some big matchups coming up for the Yankees. Big matchups. It's good to be back here doing another episode of the podcast, post-All-Star break, second half underway. Did you, did you get to go? Did I get to go where? To the All-Star game. Did you get the invite? No, not I did either. not. It's all right. The closest I got to LA was watching the Home Run Derby, Yeah, watching some of the game, and listening to... R2C2 live from some place the day of the game or something. I don't know. No, I, don't know. I was not in LA. You? You get to LA? No? No, they did not vote me in this year. Damn. Next year. We'll Seattle. So Seattle. Seattle. That's not like a good place to go. Next year, yeah. So the logo looks pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I took that. Got out. some green. <laughs> what? Surprising. All right. Before we get too far into uh, left field here, uh, AJ, you got a great trivia question. What do you got for us today? Yeah, so our trivia question, we're going with a little World Series trivia here. The question is, I, who I, is I the, see where your head's at. I see where your no, head's at no, thinking about the World a Series. I found, not yet. Okay. Who is the all-time Yankees leader in World Series home runs? The all-time Yankees leader and all-time, all-time Yankees leader all, and for home runs. Okay. Most World Series home runs. World Series home runs by a Yankee. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. You got it. That's what I said. That's what I said. All right. I'll have my answer coming up towards the end of the episode, and you have time to think about it, too. All right, AJ, so we had the 2022 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Uh, A couple of things of note that I wanted to ask you about. First and foremost, Mm -hmm. did you like all of the different players and scenarios where they had players wearing microphones in the game? I think that's fun. I think it's something that it seems like they're trying now more and more. I was watching the game Sunday Night Baseball, and they had one of the uh, Mets players mic'd up while he's playing left field so um yeah i mean that's that's definitely a cool take on on baseball we never really get that you know they've been doing the dugout interviews every now and then sometimes they're pre-recorded sometimes they're live i did like the conversation obviously between uh our boy cortez and trevino you know i thought it was cool listening to them so they can have that conversation between each other um as much as i don't like him um alec manoa from toronto when he was mic'd up you know, getting a little ballsy there talking to the batters like that. Like, it's an all-star game, buddy. Like, just, just do your <laughs> thing. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a different feel. 
and it probably makes baseball a little more exciting. So I, I, I would like seeing something like that go during a regular season. I'm on the same page. Uh, definitely enjoyed the Nestor and Trevino interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was nice that uh, I don't I don't know who the lead announcer is for Fox anymore since Joe Buck is not with Fox right. anymore. But I know right. that John Smoltz yeah, was really in the booth. Um, but I like that they kind of sort of step back and just kind of let that play out, listening to the two of them talking. Yeah. Again, it's it's that little piece of the game that we know exists from playing the game of baseball, mm-hmm. but we're not privy to how that really looks on the major league field. Right. Right. Especially something like that. Like it was good. You had um Stanton and Judge were mic'd up at the same time. I thought that was fun. Um unfortunately like their mics, like for for a big station like that, their mics are pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, I I probably could have done a better job finding stuff on Amazon <laughs> to mic up those players. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it was definitely good. Good uh, hearing the different conversations and and the matchups. You know, you want to get into the thinking of baseball too. You know, so helps the kids learn the game, gets them excited. So you know, keep keep doing it. I keep changing the game. I keep getting people to to watch and and even listen. Yes, actually, I thought the uh, the best part was that Trevino kept his mic on and you oh, got to hear him in his, in, into his first at bat and everything yeah. being on base. That was that was cool. That was very cool. I can't believe I'm an all star. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, obviously, major highlight in the game is uh, our Carlos Stanton. For whatever yeah. it's worth, he was your 2022 All Star Game MVP. I mean, it's it's good. It's uh, it's good for him. You know, it's it's the it's that it's that story. So I'm glad it happened for him. The fact that he went to the game and you know he, just before his at bat, he was talking about the fact that he used to sit in the stands right there. And he turns around and looks. You know, uh, you got to appreciate that story. That's what sports is all about. You know, it hits home for us because he's a Yankee. But the fact that he can absolutely be in that moment, hit a home run in his basically backyard, you know, good for him. Good for him to have that. And maybe he carries it with him into the season. For some reason, they're not starting him right now. They're de-aging him a lot. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. And just a fun fact here, which could have been a trivia question. Maybe we'll bring this out later in the future and people will forget. Uh, But Stanton becomes the third Yankee to win the All-Star Game MVP honors. AJ, on the spot. Who are the other two Yankees to be all-star game MVPs? I feel like Jeter is one of them. What year? Oh, my gosh. Uh, was it twenty? Was it 2009, 2010? He was the all-star game MVP in 2000. No. Yeah, in Atlanta. Wow, it was that long ago, huh? Yeah. No. And the second? Second. I'll give not... you a hint. It was yeah, after Derek Jeter and before Giancarlo Stanton. Really? Yes. Huh. Like, my mind is telling me it's Mo, but I don't think it's Mo. Uh, is it Cano? No, it was Mo. It was Mo, huh? Oh, yes, man. 2013. He got the win in that game? Is that why? No. Why was he the MVP? Wasn't 2013 his last year? Oh, is that, that why? That was like all things Mo. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah. Giancarlo Stanton with his home run. Home run. Stantonian blast into was the it? LA night. <laughs> you see those pictures after the fact where the ball was like all of a the sudden. The ball looked like it got like Gumby's head. Yeah, that thing was <laughs> smoked. He is a strong individual. Yes, he is. When he makes contact, that good things happen. Far. Yes. I don't like his swing for anything. However, when he hits the ball, it can go far. Yeah. <laughs> High and far. Yes. Yes. Um, any other thoughts on the All-Star Game festivities, my friend? Um, I, I think baseball All-Star Games in general are probably the hardest ones. You know, you have the quote-unquote best pitchers 
going, whose stuff is supposed to be the nastiest, and these guys are fooled anyway in a regular game. You know, so like games are going to be low scoring. I know you and I were talking at some point during the game, and I was a little bored. You know, it was like a one nothing game, <laughs> two nothing game, and like it didn't seem like the American League was going to do anything. You know, the fact that Shohei Otani got picked off in an All Star game <laughs> yes. made me very angry. Which that was very questionable. That was a balk in my book. That was absolutely a balk. His foot was going towards home plate. But I digress. Um, it's the hardest game to watch because it's it's so slow paced. In the NBA, it's just get out of the way. I'm going to go put that in the bucket right there and let me dunk this. In the NFL, it's all offense, no defense. So baseball and hockey is fun too because you kind of have to like play play the game. But yes. like you can't just like dictate an offense like you can in the other sports. So because right, it's still the it, game. It happens, right? Because the offense is not actually in control. It's the defense that controls the baseball. So I, I do enjoy watching it because it's baseball, but it's hard to watch sometimes, especially if your guys aren't playing. Yes. <laughs> or if you're waiting for your one all-star representative right. to get in the yep. game. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So that brings us to something I like to call, how did the Yankees truly finish the first half of the season? So we talked about this in our last episode, episode 48. We gave out our mid-season grades and report cards, and there was a, a little bit of data that was not yet complete, but now it's complete. So don't argue with me. I'm going to argue After, with Yeah. So we're going to talk about the MLB point standings real quick because the unofficial, <laughs> the unofficial NHL style points that I've been keeping all year. And the first half is now complete, in my opinion, because of the Yankee two games in Houston, which we will talk about in a second. Uh, but in losing those two games, they, in my opinion, not AJ's, they lost that three game series with the Houston Astros that would have been at the beginning of the season, but was June 30th and then July 21st. So in my little system, the Yankees finished the first half of the season. They won 21 series. They lost four. They split five. And in the first half of the season, they swept nine series. It's impressive. It's and in the uh, quote unquote first half of the year, the Yankees played 30 series. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. That's fine. That's fair. I'm, and look, that, that, that Houston series, if, uh, if you want to go into the points, you want to start talking about that or you want to talk about the games? Uh, let's talk about the games because they, I have it here in our notes that they blew the doubleheader in Houston on the 21st it's coming out of the All-Star break. It seems like they're blowing every game against Houston. Yeah. And I know yeah. they're not. They've only blown out by Houston in one game, but the Yankees have not returned that favor. The Yankees have not blown out Houston yet. Every victory they've had has been a come from behind, you know, walk off type. So the Yankees are what two and six? Is that what they are against them? Or two, right? Four, seven. So two, two and two and five. Two and five against Houston, right? Uh the Yankees are because they literally got swept the last season, uh, the last series, and split. Yeah. So two and yeah. five. Yes. The game has been close. However. That game that Herman pitched the other night was not close until Judge hits the three-run home run in the ninth inning. Right, and and obviously disappointing, disappointing. performance by Herman. Surprising though, not really. I mean, was I expecting him to come out and you know throw multi-shutout innings of baseball and not have any hiccups? No, but you know I, I did expect more, and he yeah. may have pitched himself out of another start. 
he might have pitched himself out of the well no he's pitching wednesday no excuse me thursday he's pitching thursday okay but, right. i mean you're going against uh, scherzer so if he's not anywhere near what he's supposed to be that game's over before it starts right but i i, I have a feeling and i know this is one of the things we're gonna talk about i have a feeling they need him to do well because he's one, one of those players that we're gonna say goodbye to so they need him to do well so they can ship him off yeah i can't disagree yeah right you know there there's obviously we're kind of putting this episode up against the trade deadline coming yep. up on august 2nd a week from a week from today yeah a week from today yeah and we will certainly talk about that because uh I, I did some scouring of the internet to to see what's going on in uh in the rumor mill that's fine I, I have my thoughts on what they're going to do as well. now so they, they blow the game against both games against houston now here's what disappointed me i don't know if you noticed this but it just seemed like between those two games they put out the b squad in both games where they didn't really come out with their a plus lineup and a game plan in both games to mm -hmm. try to win both games i think they tried to get by with subpar lineups in both games i agree to a point i do agree to a to a point i mean and look that was a tough one because they were the only two teams playing the doubleheader. I know there was another team or two that was playing later in the night, but they had a doubleheader after the All-Star break. It wasn't right. You didn't give them the, the full time to recoup. It, it wasn't right. But I'm not going to play fair. The question was, did they put their best lineup on the field? I don't believe they did. They, they, they should have had Judge in the field for one of the games. They DH'd him for both. Um, you didn't have IKF on the field. You, you, it, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like they were trying to lose, right? But it didn't seem like that was the starting lineup. If that makes any sense, like I'm, I'm kind of tired of this Carpenter in the outfield thing. That experiment needs to stop. It's over. Well, uh, in in the first game, he played first base. I mean, this is the lineup. No, he played left field. Not in the first game. Are you sure about that one? Because I was listening to the game on the radio. I could have swore he was in left field. Did they? Which game did they? They lost game one seven five. No. No, the first game they they lost in in uh, bottom of ninth on the walk off. And I try to say, hold on. I, I clicked on the uh yeah. Carpenter was in left. So the, so their lineup was uh LeMahieu at third, Rizzo at first, Judge DH, Carpenter in left, Torres at second, Hicks in center, Trevino catching, uh Gonzalez at short. Mm, right, right. And Gallo batted ninth and he was in right. Only right. was it later in the game that you had Stanton pinch hitting for Trevino, which brought Higashioka into the game. And uh, then you had IKF, IKF pinch hit right. and go into play short right. in the eighth spot. Right. And, and and so, like, you listen to that lineup. It's not a terrible lineup. Like, I know they're trying to give Gonzalez a couple of bats. I don't know why. You know, set the tone game one, right? Right. Set the tone game one. Go out there with your best lineup. Since when? And I don't want to bash because I don't know them. I don't know the reason. Since when is Judge batting third? Like, why is he not batting second with Rizzo behind him? Where is that switch? And what was the reason for that? I don't understand that one. I know he leads off, but he doesn't bat third. That's Rizzo. Yeah. And again, I mean, you got to feel bad for Montgomery. D dude can't. I mean, he just keeps getting no decisions. He gives up a lot started of Started the game. Though, he pitched six and a third. Right. Seven hits, two earned runs, a walk, and eight strikeouts. Right. But he, Loser. He, he or gives, no decision. He gives up a lot of hits. But he's not. You can get a thousand I know hits. It's he only gave up two runs. I know. I know. And then, but but still, like he he puts himself in situations where he gets a little bit tired. He can probably go a little deeper in the game. But I think he pitches a lot. You know, they get he gets a lot of balls fouled off. 
I remember hearing something, and we may have talked about this last year, where he might have he done he did some interview. I think it, it might have been R two C two, where he talked about how at times he will admittedly get too cute on the mound hmm. and try to do things the first time through the lineup to set guys up for that second and third at bat if he's still in the game, mm-hmm. whereas he doesn't really, or at, at least at that point in time, wasn't actively attacking early in the game, the zone. And, gotcha. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. But like, you know, I guess when, when you look at the analytics of baseball, strikeouts are not actually great. Like he had eight strikeouts. You know, that that's a number of pitches more than he needs to throw. Like he's a ground right. ball pitcher. He needs to be getting those ground balls. So don't be cute. Play for contact. You know, let right. the field trust your defense. Right. And and we talk about defense real quick. I, I don't know if you watched the game, but when the Yankees lost that game, uh, I was very confused. Uh, and Go ahead. Yeah, I, I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. In the bottom of the ninth, you've got a lefty up. You got a righty on the mound. You're pitching like you're pitching outside. Like Higgy was was clearly waiting for the outside pitch. So if you're pitching the batter outside, why on God's green earth? Is your second baseman playing to pull? Why isn't? Why are you not straight up? That may have been a fo- momentum going to third base for IKF. I get it. I know the game, but why is your second baseman playing so far away from second base when they you're had pitching some weird outside? shift on? Right. You're, what are you pitching That's outside for? And and okay. Then, then here's the thing. IKF backhands how he you're, fields the ball. Right. Right. Okay. There was nobody at second base. That's what I'm saying. And I know it's a tough play. It probably wasn't going to be an out anyway. Momentum taking him deep into left field, you know, and, and, and even like I was watching with my son. He goes, well, dad, why didn't the third baseman cover the base? I'm like, they're both going for the ball. There's no play at third. He's learning the game of baseball. And yes. I'm, I'm glad he had that question, you know, but like nobody's getting that ball on that side. Sorry. That's dead. Right. There's got to be somebody there at second base. Like, what do you, I, I just don't understand if the, the defense shit. is playing straight up. They make the play end of the ninth inning. Possibly. We're tied. Possibly. I'm not going to say definitely because that was a, a a hard hit ball. The runner was on his way. But what if? What if? No, you're right. I don't know. I real, don't know. real quick though. So obviously Montgomery gets the short end of the stick in the in the outing. Um, I, I applaud Albert Abreu. Inning in two thirds, yep. no hits, no runs, no walks, no mm-hmm. strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Come in, did the job, which brings us to Michael King. Two thirds of an inning. Uh, obviously gets hurt. Right. That's He's got a fractured elbow. That's right. after the fact. <laughs> but, uh, but still. Right. But he got himself into a bad situation there. So was his elbow, was he impacted there with the elbow? Maybe. But like, you know, he got into a, he got into a pretty bad jam. You know, walked walked a guy, gave up a hit. You know, you got, you got bases loaded. Now you're working from behind. Yeah. Tough situation. Not a position you want to be in as a pitcher. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But did you, did you uh, hear about the elbow with King? Did I did. Hear? So he is going to miss the rest of the season. Right. With a fractured elbow. Fracture how, right how elbow. You fracture an elbow though without being hit is beyond me. But they, science. Yeah, but, but I, I and he came out of Friday's game. Right, Friday. Yes. So was he right Thursday? Was he not right on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So w- with that elbow, I think they still have to do some some tests to see if there's ligament damage. So while he's out for the season, he could be out for the rest of this season and next because they're not sure if it's Tommy John worthy. They said they may be exploring that, yeah. but as of right now, it would just be now. working to repair Correct. the fracture. Correct. I don't know that, if there's any I think tendon gonna, or ligament damage. I think they're going to have to dig into that and kind of see what the deal is, which is a little scary for for his for his career to miss like almost two full seasons. Just when he's getting hot, too, poor kid. Yeah, he's having a he's having a season, a great season. Yep, having a season. Let me uh, just quick pull up his 
his numbers real quick this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me go over to baseballreference.com. Uh, this year, six and three, two point two nine ERA in thirty four games. Uh, but up, up, uh, fifty one innings pitched, one save. Uh, he's given up thirty five hits, fifteen runs, thirteen earned. Only gave up three home runs, sixteen walks, sixty six strikeouts. That's why I know he's got a whip of one. Oh, that whip, good whip. Yeah, but certainly. I mean, he he's one. He was one of these arms this entire season. Yep, pitching well, well out of the bullpen. Hopefully Clark Schmidt jumps in and 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 continues the job that that King had. I think yeah, the rest of the bullpen needs to step role. up. Yeah, bullpen's kind of hurt right now though. And this is what I was afraid of. This is, this is well, we talked about of. this in April and May yep. when the mm-hmm. pitching was carrying us. Yep. You know what's going to happen if and mm-hmm. when somebody gets hurt, and now we've, we're dealing with injuries. Right. And to be fair, this is kind of where Cashman does some of his great work, where he finds these arms that nobody knows about and turns them around into something for a year, and, and then they go. And this is the same stuff they did 90, 96, 97, 98 with like Graham Lloyd and guys like that, right? And guys are just, they kind of picked them up like, oh, we can take this guy for the rest of the season. Well, uh, on the injury front, while we're talking about it, so uh, Ron Maranacchio, he has returned from rehab and he was reinstated from the 15-day DL as of yesterday. All right. They designated Shane Green for assignment. Thank you. Blew that one for us on Saturday, buddy. Uh King is uh, was officially placed on the sixty day IL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark Schmidt was recalled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, 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 yeah, that's that's really it. Right. Uh, Severino, they're expecting him to return at some point in August, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, uh, Miguel Castro, who is suffering from right shoulder strain, possibly August. Right. Um, Zach Britton, remember him again? Heard, Don't know what kind of factor. Maybe September. Yeah. Um, that's it really for pitching, uh, in terms of position players, as we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, the mash unit, uh, Ben, uh, maybe within the next few mm-hmm. days, early August may, um, maybe returning, returning, his mo- returning from, well, just, I'm sorry. I thought he was, I thought he was making a stint in Hudson Valley, uh, left. Uh, so left. Okay. So here, here's what I'm reading. Uh, Rortford, Ben had his minor league rehab assignment transferred. Benny Muscles. Yeah. So his minor league rehab assignment was transferred from AAA Scranton to High A Hudson Valley mm-hmm. on July 22nd. Yep. He under he had underwent arthroscopic surgery on his left knee back on May 17th. Ben was transferred to the 60-day IL on the 22nd. Before this week, Ben had been limited to just four minor league at-bats since his acquisition from the Twins. Uh, and again, he was also dealing with an oblique strain. Do you even know where your oblique is? I uh, used to. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we, Chad we, Green is out until next year. Oh, he's out all of next year. Yes, he, Oops, that, that's Tommy him. John. That's Tommy John for him. Yeah, there you go. All right. Hey, we we got a couple of injuries here, and uh, you know, I I think we're hitting. You know, somebody said to me, one of the guys at school. I don't know if you're listening, Jay, but shout out to you. You'd rather have <clears throat> all of this happen now than September, October. Which he's right, but at the same point, we don't want to start like falling behind because Houston's right up our backsides. They're right there. Right. You closer, I, I, closer again, I, I didn't even get a a chance to yeah. well I'm kind of so, so real quick. So my fault. That's okay. So the Yankees are currently sixty six and thirty one. Mm-hmm. They are still in first place in the AL East. They lead second place Toronto by twelve and a half games. Um they now this is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I looked at the all of Major League Baseball standings. Right. And by a 
hundredth of a percentage point. The Dodgers mm-hmm. have the best record in baseball, but still trail the Yankees by half a game. Right. They have 64 it's wins, weird how they listed losses. it on the website. Right. 64 yeah. wins, 30 losses, so they have a better percentage. Yes. And Houston is but the Yankees have the better 32. record. Right. Right. They have so, more wins. This is what it comes down to. Yes. Play more games. Yes. But <clears> for the first time in a long time, AJ, this week of Yankee baseball, uh, since last we week, recorded, yeah, uh, yeah, they were two and three. Mm-hmm. When's the last time we reported on an under 500 week? The Yankees going into the series against Baltimore were three and seven in our last 10. Yeah. So a bump in the road, maybe. You know, I, I think, you know, it's tough to say right now whether or not they should actually um, kind of make some moves and make some oh, drastic moves. Oh, moves are coming, AJ. Moves are coming. I, this I is know. a great time of year to do that. Again, injuries and all this crap not happening in September. We're still a couple days from the from the one, deadline. One week from today. Well, as we're one recording week from today. today. August 2nd is the deadline, 4 p.m. Yes. Would you like to talk about the the latest rumors? Yeah, let's go through some of the rumors because I, I I don't know. Okay. So I will include a link to where I got this from on NJ.com. So these are some Yankee trade deadline rumors. Right. And I've seen all these names before. Right. We've seen these names, uh, but this is ranked. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe in terms of priority? I, I don't know. I'm looking at this. <laughs> I have concerns uh, about what these priorities are, but go ahead. I didn't write it. I'm just repeating. I know. It. I know. I know. So uh, at number seven, we've got uh, Andrew Benatendi and Michael Taylor, two Kansas City outfielders, both <clears throat> unvaccinated, both in the opinion of many, unlikely to be dealt to the Yankees Correct. because of their vaccination status. Correct. Now, looking at these two names, I, I like Benatendi more than I like Taylor. I believe Taylor is really mainly a center fielder. Right. That does not help our needs. The left fielder and Benatendi actually is a need, you know, and it kind of helps us fill that, that void with, uh, I think Gallo with- would look really good in Kaufman stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Let's face it. Gallo yeah. would look good in any of the other 29 ballparks at this point. It's, it's, Get true. Him out it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Is it over AJ? Are we done with, I, I can't, done. I've defended too long. I, I can't defend anymore because it's just every time he gets up, you know, that 160 batting average just kind of stares at you. And he's not doing anything. Hits a home run here and there, but he's not. I don't even think he's walking at this point. He's not contributing. No, zero. Yeah, zero. And and, and the upgrade there. I mean, is he a good left fielder? Yes. He's a great outfielder. He's fantastic. Great outfielder. Great defensive outfielder. Stellar arm. Mm-hmm. Always have the red light up. Don't run on his arm. Yep. Cool. He can, go, he can get the ball. But we need guys who can hit. Right. We can find somebody who's just as good. Or a step below outfield-wise, right. I'm okay with that. Right. We need offense. So the other night when Carpenter's in right field and they bring Gallo in for the defensive replacement, is that all he comes down to? Is he now just a defensive replacement? Because when you get to the playoff roster and you have smaller numbers on your team, who do you choose? Right. Who do you but, choose? And again, it, there, there's no place left to put him because right. he's batting ninth now. Yes. And he's still not, like, it's not there's clicking. There's no production. There's no production. And again, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. He's a paisano like me and you. Right. I'm a big fan of him. Big fan of Gallo and Gallo, the whole family. The whole family. <laughs> but it's, it's not working here. So he's got, he's, they've got, a, I'm, I'm sure Cashman is working behind the scenes to, to move him. Whether he's an asset to another team or not, who knows? That's, you know, the thing is, like, he's definitely an asset, but like now it comes down to the point where like his contract is up. So really you're just unloading him. There's nothing else you can do because you're going to have to pay. Somebody has to pay him. Yeah. 
but again, his contract expires. So right. that that's uh that's an enticing piece. Is it though? Like so you're giving up players for a guy that number one can't hit, number two isn't gonna be there. That's the biggest and again, it goes back to this. It goes back to that thing we said early in the year, which is if the Yankees come calling about some weird prospects in the low levels, <laughs> you need to ask questions if yeah. you're that other organization. Exactly. Like, what do you see in the oh no, we're gonna hold on to these guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, moving up our list. Outfielder from the Arizona Diamondbacks, David Peralta. That, that's thoughts? what I'm not going to argue with. You know, he hasn't had a great year this year, but he, I still think he's he can produce. Plays a good outfield, a good stick. You know, he can. Still he's produce. a veteran outfielder. Yeah, she's not having a great offensive year, which kind of is concerning in Arizona coming to New York. Lefty bat, great, but I don't know. Well, so I, from what I'm reading here, um, his bat has been largely unimpressive. I'm quoting from this article yep. for the last season and a half. Yes. Uh, his average and on base percentage have witnessed massive dips mm-hmm. and his OPS plus, whatever that is, has remained right around league average. Um, but according to this article, the Yankees maybe just kind of need that. Again, right? They don't need another all-star outfielder. Right. Again, if you're going with that swap for Gallo, you're not giving up a lot of pieces for Peralta, then maybe that's acceptable. But that's not the kind of guy you're, you're going to dip into your prospects to get, in my opinion. Yeah. And actually, it says here that uh, Gallo's poor play in left field forced the Yankees to reconfigure the outfield to put him in right. Poor play in left field. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not familiar with with his poor play. I feel like he's been doing a fine job in the outfield. But okay. Really, what we're looking for is a solid bat. Yeah. Anything would be an upgrade at this point. Right. Floreal. Anyway, uh, stop <laughs> with the Floreal. Dude's a four A player. Could he play Major League Baseball for three months? No. Apparently okay, not. All right. Uh, next up. Uh, yo ho ho, Brian Roberts from Pittsburgh. He's a pirate. Reynolds. What did I say? Brian Roberts. He was an Oriole. Brian Reynolds. <laughs> uh, Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds is a uh, somebody I had my eye on for for a, a while. I feel like he's got he plays a good outfield. Again, though, this goes to that center field problem. Maybe he can play left. I don't know. Um, I think you're under the impression that Judge can't play center field because it'll ruin his legs. Blah blah blah. Um, which I don't agree with. Okay, I thought I thought I thought you were uh, I thought you were on board with that one. I don't agree with no. you either. I think he's taking no. care of himself, but yeah. it's a lot of work. I get it, but it, it allows Stanton to be in the outfield, you know, putting Judge in center field. So I don't know. Is that part of the plan? Then you go get a center fielder, then you move Judge to right and Stanton to left. I still think Stanton is a little bit of a liability in the outfield, in left field especially. It's a big part of the field. Um, Reynolds is good, but he's coming off uh, an injury. Um, you know, I don't know. So- Based on what you just said, do you think the Yankees are more inclined to find somebody to play left field so that way, if you're going to keep Judge in center, you can just have Stanton play right? I, I think is like Stanton, Stanton a better right. right fielder in Yankee Stadium yes. than a left fielder? Yeah, it's a smaller, it's a small area. You know, you don't like left field is big. There's a lot of room in left field. Yeah, because <laughs> you have to go far to get it. So you need somebody like you need a Hicks, you need a a Reynolds, you know, or even a Gallo. Like that, those are the spots where they need to be. Stanton is not a left fielder. He's a left fielder in Boston. He can be a left fielder in Houston, but he's not a left fielder every day in Yankee Stadium. Right. Okay. I, I, I can my agree opinion. with that. Just my opinion. Not. It's a good opinion. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Next up on the list is a former Yankee who's having a really good season. Could we see the return of Houdini? David Robertson. He spent parts of nine seasons with the Yankees. And uh, according to the baseball pundits, he is having a renaissance in 2022 with the Chicago Cubs. Across 33 games, the right-hander owns a 1.93 ERA with 48 strikeouts in 37 and a third Mm -hmm. innings of work. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he also has 13 saves, and those are the most he recorded since the 2017 season. He's the Yankees been, need bullpen reinforcements. Yeah, he's been very good since. Araldus Chapman is no longer serviceable. He really is not even like showing up, right? Um, Roberts, Robertson's been very good since his uh, USA Baseball stint. He's been very good. Um, which he used as an audition to get back in the absolutely, show. Absolutely, which is a smart thing for him. It works. Yes. A lot of those kids did a great job. Um, I think I said no when you asked me this question the last time we recorded, but you did. Looking at it now, in the moments that like we're struggling, what do you do with him? Does he now become the seven inning guy? Is Chapman the eighth inning guy, or or, or vice versa? Because Holmes is definitely your closer. Like I don't think you change that. I would go so far as to say you trade for David Robertson. I put Robertson right back in the eighth inning. Okay. He understands the pressures. He, yeah. He's done it. Yeah. 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 Right. And he's right. done it for this team. Right. Uh, so look, you got seven, eight, nine. You got Chapman, Robertson, and 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 uh, and and Clay. It's not. It's not a bad thing. And and you probably don't have to give a lot up for him. No, I don't think so at all. No, I I don't think the Cubs are going to want more. I think they might want like a a young kid. You know, I think the Yankees have plenty of young kids they can kind of deal with. The next guy on the list, I think, is the one that. You know, you package these two together now. Okay. That might be something I think they're going to look for. And who are you talking about? You're talking about their Ian Happ, who is the third ranked need for the Yankees. Ian Happ from the Cubs. So you got two Cubbies coming over. You know, uh, that that is probably more of a possibility than just a straight up like, give us Robertson, we'll give you cash. You know? <laughs> I mean, Happ is okay. But again, like that that's a left fielder now. So maybe a little better. He's not a center fielder. He might play right. I don't know about his offense. You know, he's having a pretty good year. I don't think I'll tell you exactly what he's doing this year. year so, so this year, uh, ninety three games. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. three hundred and thirty three at bats. He's okay. got ninety three hits. He is batting. Wow, really? Interesting. Two seventy nine. It's pretty good. Twenty three doubles. Uh, nine home runs. Forty four RBIs. Okay, he's not a home. Forty two walks. He's not a home run guy. He's an on base guy. Singles, doubles. This is a guy who I could see in the playoffs coming up with some big time double, yeah, some, right? some extra base hit of some yeah. sort. Yeah. Driving in a guy. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. You know what? Look, I think and I he'd said be no much better one. than the last half we had on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said no to him last time too, but you package them together. Robertson Hap, you give him some, some youth, um, not our top guys. You give him like a, a, a tier two kind of minor league player. Oh, for sure. And I think that's, I think it's pretty doable. Definitely. Definitely. And Hap is controllable through next year. So okay. he's not just a rent a player. Okay. That could be, it, it's going to be a bad comparison. Maybe the Gallo 2.0, a guy right. who you get this year, I, you have next year, that and was then you my can make a decision. Too. Yeah, that was my thought too. All and right. he's a lefty, solid defense. Yep. And he's friends with Rizzo. Aw. Aw. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next two because I think those are the ones that. Next up, we're going to argue. Uh, and again, things are cooling off with this uh, number two ranked yeah. on this list. Luis Castillo, yeah. starting pitcher of the Cincinnati Reds. The headline today, as we're recording this from NJ.com, Yankees hit pause on Luis Castillo trade talks with Reds, mm. MLB Insider says. And I wonder what the, the reason for that is. I was going to say, uh, the Athletics Jim Bowden, mm-hmm. and of course, nobody pays for the Athletic. You just wait for somebody else to write about what's on the Athletic. Right. Uh, the Athletics' Jim Bowden reports contenders such as the Yankees have to play the waiting game when it comes to Castillo. Um, he is the number one starter available on the trade market. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yankees, Dodgers, 
and Red Sox are listed as potential fits. I don't think the Red Sox are going to make any trades this year. They are probably more likely to sell. Um, Maybe. Uh, New York Post John Heyman reported, quote, the Yankees and Dodgers have been seen as among the favorites for the all-star pitcher. But this article does not give a reason why. If I'm going to guess <clears throat> they're pressing pause because the Reds are asking for a lot. And the Reds were asking for a lot last year when these talks heated up the first time. You know, um, he is a valuable commodity, but I don't think they want to give up as much as the Reds are, are asking for. Of course. And again, when you put it that way, that's what kind of factors into the guy who's number one on this list. Yep. Because if we're talking prospects, this next guy, you're going to need to load the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want you want Soto, you know. If you're one of those people out there who's clamoring and, and and drooling, waiting for Soto to get here, you're gonna have to give up at least five minor leaguers or a combination of minor leaguers and major league talent. So, like, we're talking like we're talking Volpe, we're talking Heel, we're talking um, maybe a Dominguez, maybe Austin Wells. We're talking here are Barraza. the top. Here's the top ten Yankee prospects. Go ahead. You tell me of these top 10 who you'd be willing to trade to get Juan Soto. Let's, let's be fair for a second. The answer is all of them because a prospect <laughs> is nothing. But go ahead. Right. So, again, these are ranked. So, from 1 through 10, Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez, Austin Wells, Waldachuk, mm-hmm. Trey Sweeney, Wisniewski, uh, Yoendries Gomez. He's a right-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luis Heal and Everson Pereira. Pereira? Pereira. Pereira. Okay, and rumor has top it. Ten. Rumor has it the other night, uh, the Yankees minor league system pulled out a lot of their, a lot of their guys. They pulled out guys like Wells, um, Dominguez, Peraza, pulled them out of the starting yes. lineup. Sweeney pulled them out of the starting lineup uh, right before game time. So no, I don't no, know. They pulled guys during the game. Oh, I, one, I, one of them one of these guys on deck, and potentially could hit for the cycle. Right, right. So I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that was a protection. I don't know if that was just you know to get people thinking. Um, the thing is with these guys, like a lot of the guys are focused on they're double A, single A guys. We've seen this before. If these guys are really that talented, they should be up triple A and balancing back and forth, right? They should be on, yes. they should be on the shuttle. They're, they're either in the stadium or they're not in the stadium. And if they're not in the stadium, they're obviously not ready or good enough. Here's what I'm going to tell you. So on this list on MLB.com slash prospects slash Yankees, here are the ages. One through 10 of the top 10 prospects, mm-hmm. 21, 22, 19, 23, 24, 22, 24, 22, 24, 21. How old is Juan Soto? 23. If you guessed 23, you'd be correct. Right. 24 within the year. But yes, but these guys who are 20, 21, 22, 23, and are just making their way to double A and into triple A. Hey, look, you, you learn the hard way. Like a lot of these kids, you know, unless they're tremendous studs that just need like a fine tune to get into the big leagues, they're they're not there. Like a guy like Volpe is dominating double A. They still haven't pulled up the triple A. Yeah. You get Soto, he could turn 25. Uh, sorry, he could turn 24 before the World Series starts. His birthday is October 25th. Right. Right. World Series would start on October 30th. Yep. Yeah, look, so like, do, do you make the deal? I mean, yeah, yes. you, you make the deal, you get him for two years and- you know, everybody's making a big deal. You got to sign him for five hundred million. You don't have to. You got him for two years. All you really need to do is offer him a ten-year deal, forty-five million, four hundred fifty million dollars. You're good to go. 
<laughs> you know, like it's just money. But like now I will say this, the deal that he has to be offered and sign is the deal you don't offer to Aaron Judge. You offer more to Judge. You have to. Not the years. No, the number. The, but the, 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 va- number. the value. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you have to. And look, for Soto, you give him t- 10 years, he still has a whole career ahead of him after that. Right? Now, <laughs> now would you let, let, I want you to gaze into your crystal ball. Okay. I'm holding it. Holding it. It's very shiny. Mm-hmm. If getting Juan Soto and signing Juan Soto means you can't sign Aaron Judge, do you go still get Soto? Uh, I'm in the camp that says you can't you can't let Judge walk. I'm sorry. He means more to this team than anything. We haven't had anybody like him since Jeter. And I think he means more to this team and franchise than Jeter did in the mid-90s when he was the biggest thing. Because Jeter, although he was our leader, he was not looked at that way from the rest of the league. Aaron Judge is recognized and respected throughout baseball and the baseball world as a leader, the captain, and the best darn player in all of baseball. And everybody thinks that. Well, Jeter was now, I feel like I want, overrated. I, I feel like that brings us into the captain a little bit, which we're two episodes into. I didn't see the second one, so I can't talk about that yet. I, but I have to disagree with what you're saying. Okay. Because I think it was Yankee haters who did not respect Derek Jeter. Those in the game in the late 90s and the early 2000s, I think there was always a respect for Derek Jeter. Did people knock defense and things like that? But he was considered a face of baseball. Right. But but when you think about and I'm not disagreeing with you because I think it was a lot of haters. But whenever those like the Sports Illustrated came out and he was always voted like one of the most overrated players by the players. Right. Um, I, I think for Jeter, the, the, the knock against him was he went up against Garcia Parra. He went up against A-Rod. And while he was winning, he wasn't producing the same way those guys were. He didn't have the arm. He didn't have the finesse. He didn't have, you know, the, 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 he wasn't boisterous like those guys were. He was just playing baseball and loving the love and life and winning every year. Right. Keyword winning, winning. I know this is not just so every, everything not you just not hold on. I'm going to stand a captain for yep. a second. Everything you just knocked him for. I'm not knocking him. I'm but but everything that you say people could knock him for, right. I don't want to put, right. I'm gonna, I don't want to misproject the, the feelings. What guys like A-Rod and Garcia Parra had did not translate into winning. Right. So. I mean, for, for, for A-Rod, I think. Count he, those rings, bitch. Right. But I think for A-Rod, he, he was put in a bad situation. Like, you know, you had, the team was getting hot when he was young and they still had no pitching, you know? Yeah. Like they were winning all on offense. And when you get into the playoffs, when the offense isn't there and the pitching's not carrying you, you're not going to win. And then all of a sudden, you got like Griffey leaving. You got Buna retiring. Randy Johnson was moving to another team. The team was dismantled. Then you have A-Rod by himself. And we can see A-Rod was never a guy who was going to carry a team by himself as as Texas showed. Right. So look, I, I, I don't think, and I'm still going to stand by this. Juan Soto is a fantastic baseball player. He's got all the skills, five tools so on and so on. He does not bring what Aaron Judge brings to the team, to the Yankees organization as a whole. I don't think Soto will do that anywhere. Intangibles. Right. I don't think Soto will do that anywhere. I think he's a damn good player. And you let him play baseball, he's going to play baseball. But then you still need somebody who's going to be that mouthpiece and lead the team. Who does that go to? Is it Cole? No, he's a head case. Is it Stanton? (laughs) I don't think Stanton wants that. I think Stanton likes where he's at, where he is like the 
third best player on the team. I think he loves that. Yeah. You know, you know, Stanton almost thrives because he's not the guy. Right. And even when they brought him here, he wasn't brought here to be the guy. Right. He had to be you the know, guy because Judge was hurt. Then he got hurt too. Right. It, it, it's almost, and then people might laugh at this, but it, it's almost Maris and Mantle-like. Okay. Where Maris was able to do what he did, a little spotlight on him, mm-hmm. but the fan base adored Mickey Mantle. Right. Right. Everybody want to see Mickey do what Mickey did. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of able to kind of play. Mm-hmm. Stanton was able to, has now been able to come here and just play. Just play. And it's like, it's kind of like the Pippen and Pippen and Jordan thing. Like Jordan and Pippen together were phenomenal. Once Jordan left, Pippen was in charge. Well, they were still good, but they weren't what they were with Jordan. Right. Exactly. That's, I like that one better. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, but real quick. So just a little bit on Soto here. So obviously he's been in the major leagues for five years, all-star the last two years. Mm-hmm. Home run derby champion. Uh, Home run derby champion. I think he flew jet blue to LA. Right. Yeah. Just jumped on real quick. Uh, his, at least at this moment, his 82 walks on the year lead all the major leagues. He's been walked 82 times. Hmm. Uh, last year he led the league in walks 145. So is this, this MRF gets on base. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, 29 home runs last year, 20 home runs already this year. Let's take a look at uh, strikeouts. 58 strikeouts in 322 at-bats. So he hits. Yeah. He's pretty He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's very good. Somebody's going to get a really good player. Like, would it be great if it's the Yankees? Yeah, of course it would. I, I just don't I don't think they're going to be able to pull that off. Just, it's, well, just, it's just too and, much Until to 4 o'clock up. on August 2nd. You're correct. You're correct. I just feel like it's a lot to give up. A lot. And again, but look at who what you cares? gain. I know. Who cares? You're, you're going to have, you have for to at least Hold on. two years, You have right? to finish your sentence of you're giving up potential. Potential. And right. I'm sorry. Nope. Potential nope, you're right. is worthless. You're, you're, you're correct. Jesus Montero, <sighs> Justice Sheffield. Keep going. Countless other Gary prospects. <laughs> Gary Sanchez. <laughs> Jay Buhner. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's worked out for them in years past. You know, he gave up a great player for, for Paul O'Neill. He's around forever. You know, I'm not saying they're going to give up a great player, you know, and, and hopefully. But I, they'd be getting one. Right. And I, and I hope that if, if the Yankees make this move and they and they deal out like a kid like Volpe and, 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 and those other guys that you name, you got to give at least four or five of them. Right. Yeah. I, I, I hope that they find some success. But like, that's the thing with like Yankees prospects, like you're always going to be behind somebody. So if you get an opportunity, good luck, you know, you're being traded for greatness. So obviously you have some kind of potential there. You have you have Soto for two years at least. Then you can make a decision on the contract. That might not be a bad thing. Yeah, I mean you don't have to sign him right away, do you? No, no, let me right. No, I don't think you have to sign him right away because he's not going to sit control. out, right? Like, no, no. So can the Yankees win the World Series as presently constituted? I say no. the answer is yes, they can. Okay, can okay. this team win a World Series? Yes. Okay. Disregard Houston again. They, they could be what? 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 What do we say their record is against them this year? Two and, uh, se- two and, two five. and five. Two and five. Two and five. <clears throat> now you're going to tell me it's unlikely. Could they go out in October? Sure. And sweep them. Sure. sure. Why not? Could they beat them in a series? Absolutely. Okay. But does do you stack the deck in your favor more with some of these moves? You do. You Obviously, do. The, 
that you increase the potential for greatness. Right. And this team is already having a great season, but we've said it before this year. If they do not win the World Series, it means nothing. Right. All right. So let's let's cap this conversation with this. With this, I'm going to ask you this. Okay. Obviously, we just went through seven different trade scenarios or trade pieces, right? Yep. You can't win with just Soto. Would you agree with that? I agree. Okay. So what do you see them doing? Because if they get Soto, they got to go one other move probably. Because now you're you're really there's really not much else there. So do you do Soto Castillo or do you do that package we just talked about Soto, um, I'm sorry, Castillo and then Happ and Robertson? Like what do you see as the ideal scenario come the August 2nd trade deadline? What's your, what's your realistic, realistic, realistic. Okay. Not like my dreams. All right. So there's, there's two versions of reality then. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think they are likely to get both Soto and Castillo. I believe, let's say they, I'm going to give you the the fantasy first. If they were to get both of them, they would figure out the needs in the bullpen. And I think they could do that from within. Okay. But by adding a frontline starter and a top, top tier outfielder, you'll figure out the bullpen. Okay. But now I'm going to give you two versions of reality. One is they get Castillo and now you're looking at not a, you're looking at a quality outfielder and possibly that bullpen arm that you might think you need yeah okay yep. if you get soto then obviously you're bolstering the offense mm-hmm. and then you're probably looking at a second tier starter and probably somebody like a david robertson yeah yeah and i'll be honest in both versions of reality i really think david robertson will be a yankee in the next week wow okay it's fair it's just a matter of how do these other conversations go is it going to be a i mean the whole deadline doesn't hinge on david robertson yeah but I feel like of this list, that's the most likely thing that I could. It, it, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. David Robertson, it will be a Yankee. Okay. Um, l- let's go with a a sleeper name that we didn't say. Um, be on the lookout. Carlos Rondon could be on the move. So do the Yankees maybe go get him? His National League numbers are a little suspect, um, but still. But he spent most of his career with the White Sox. Right, right. But I think, you know, a little National League resurgence right now. I don't know if that's a thing anymore with the DH, but, you know, he's putting up some good numbers this year. Are they real? All-star last oh, year no. and this year. Right. Um, all right. Next question then for you. Which current Yankee on the roster now in the stadium, which current Yankee will not be a Yankee August 2nd? I'm going to say Gallo. Okay. I have three who I think, and you you might disagree with me, but it depends on the moves they're going to make. Huh? Because we're, we're Gallo. I, you know what? I'm gonna. This is gonna sound crazy, but I think if you're looking to make some of these moves and you have to move major league go talent, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Glaber Torres yep. might not be a Yankee mm-hmm. by the deadline. Yep. Anybody else? I'll give you. I'll give you one more who I think, because I think this move is going to happen. I'm almost positive this is going to happen, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I can't come up with anything else. I'm sorry. I think Higashioka is gone. I think the Yankees go get a catcher. Okay. I think the Yankees go get Sean Murphy from Oakland, or they find a way to get Contreras from the Cubs and make like a huge package out of that Cubs team. <laughs> and like, well, we're, we we sit here and keep saying Ian Happ, but don't don't forget about um, uh, uh, Wisdom with the Cubs. That guy plays multiple positions: first okay. base, third base, outfield. That would be that would be a huge third base Patrick pickup. Wisdom. Yes. Third base, first base, and left field. That would be a huge third base pickup and a good bat. Does Donaldson stay Yankee? 
Mr. 0 for 4 with three strikeouts looking the other night, left 14 guys on base against Baltimore. Not him alone, you, I'm just saying. He's, he is not who he was, and he is struggling mightily. Let's put it this way. Brian Cashman is on multiple burner Absolutely. phones right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And Wisdom turns 31 at the end of August. Older guy, but we're not looking long-term. We're looking for no, the rest I got of the you. year. Uh, what's his contract? Does it say here? It does not. And just a fun fact, pretty fun seeing those guys in pinstripes because two of those guys are my fantasy team. Just saying. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, time will tell. Obviously, you know, today is uh, we're recording this on Monday, the 25th. You're listening to this as early as Tuesday, July 26th. And by 4 p.m. next Tuesday, we will see if we have a revamped team ready to steamroll the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. You know, we felt some confidence a year ago when they bring in the likes of Gallo and Rizzo to be left-handed bats, which changed the Yankee season, the second half of the season. You know, we, we will see what... uh you know, the wizard of Cashman can do. We know he's the man behind the curtain. He sure is. The only one. <laughs> There's only one. And speaking of the captain, which I guess we'll have to talk about later because this episode is running a little longer than normal. Um, Brian Cashman took over this team in 1998. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 97, right? Uh, 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 yes. Uh, yeah. No, 98. You're right. Right? When it's sick. Brian. No, it had to be. Cashman. Let's see. Because 95, 90, yeah, I think maybe 97. 98. Bob Watson, yeah, retired 90, after 97. Uh, to see him in the captain, he was a little baby. Yeah, right, he had hair. His hair, a little squeaky <laughs> voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been the GM since 1998. Yep. At this point, he's got to be the longest tenured GM in franchise history, no? I would think so. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. Well, oh, he lives in, uh, lives. he lives where Adam works. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Awesome. We'll have to figure that out. Let's see if we can Shout out to Adam, who's not never listening to this podcast. Def- not listening not. To this. No sports for Adam. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hey, we got to finish our <laughs> trivia question before we get out of here. Yeah. So your trivia question was. Not a good one, apparently. <laughs> Go on. So the question was, who is the all-time Yankees leader in World Series home runs? And my guess is the great number seven, Mickey yeah. Mantle. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh... You're 100% correct there, my friend. You got that one. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Occasionally, I pick up a rock, and when I throw it in the ocean, I hit the water. Boom. You did it. Splash. You did it. (laughs) Yes. Nice. Now, do you know how many home runs Mickey Mantle hit in the World Series? No, I don't have an answer to that. Do you? I do. It is 18. Wow. 18 home runs for the Mick. Okay. Good stuff. 18 is a pretty good number. 18 is a very good number. All right. Now. After all is said and done, the Yankees got games this week. They sure do. So as we look ahead, uh, July 26th and 27th, we travel to the AAA ballpark in Queens for the Subway Series with the New York Metropolitans. And then we travel, I'm sorry, no, then we host, no, yep, yeah, <laughs> we're hosting Kansas City where uh, Ben Attendee and... Michael Taylor will just be passing through the Bronx for a four-game series and least not likely to stick around after the weekend. But maybe it is one of those strange things where partway through the series, they're just switching dugouts. Could you imagine? Could be fun to see. So we shall see. Um, AJ, in a Subway series, Yankees need to sweep, right? Two games. It's going to be a split, though. I'm sorry. We got Scherzer on the mound game two. 
I, I don't Scherzer against uh, Domingo Herman. I don't I don't see a win on that one at all. I mean, it is Scherzer versus the Yankee lineup. Yeah, but still, it's Scherzer. Period. That's true. All right, we shall see. <laughs> um, yeah. So we will make time to talk about the captain. I guess we just had a lot to talk about yeah, today. A lot to talk about tonight. With regards to the starting up the second half, obviously trade deadline. Um, but get us your thoughts on the Yankees. Get us your thoughts on the captain on ESPN. Episodes one and two are in the book. Episodes three and four air this week on Thursday, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but let us know what you think. Uh, all things Yankees. We want your thoughts. Maybe you got a trivia question you'd like us to use on the show. We want to hear from you. And there's a couple ways you can do that. You can email us feedback at chase for 28.com or you can connect with us on twitter at chase for 28 pod tag us in a tweet slide into our dms whatever floats your boat that's going to do it for this episode of the chase for 28 podcast our next episode is not going to be released until august 1st the earliest i have some obligations this coming week so we're not going to be able to record this friday for a saturday release so thank you in advance for sticking with us and being subscribed and following the podcast. If you want to send us a voicemail, do that by going to chasefor28.com slash voicemail. And AJ is going to round third and let you know a few ways you can support the show. Oh, come on, everybody. By now, if you've been listening for a while, you know how to support our show. First, tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast. Just say, hey, I listen to this awesome podcast called Chase for 28. You should listen to because you love the Yankees. And if they don't listen, well, get them to listen. If that doesn't work, you can always become a legend by visiting chasefor28.com slash legend. And then you can grab some merch. Go to chasefor28.com slash merch. Go get that beautiful Chase28 merch. They got shirts. They got beer koozies. We got notebooks. We got whatever you need. You can catch me on August 2nd at Yankee Stadium. I will be rocking my merch, my Chase28 you're going to the game on the trade I'm deadline? I'm going to the game on the trade deadline. Didn't realize it was the trade deadline when we got tickets for this game, but we're going. And you know how AJ we got there. reporting live. I'm going to report live. Tell you who's in left field. You know how we got there. <laughs> we use the SeatGeek app. You can too. Visit chase28.com slash SeatGeek and use the promo code Chase for 28 at checkout and get $20 off your first purchase. Go get those tickets, it baby. Worked? Come see it me. It worked? You did? Come see did me. Where are the seats? Uh, same spot as last time, right behind Iron Judge. Nice. Yeah, man. Awesome. Hopefully he's not DH in that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> or in center field. There you go. Bye. Well, you know, it's best. still a good view. Right. I'll say what's up. Hey, Soto. Right. Soto. Right. Hey, Juan. <laughs> Here, here's to AJ joining in with the Bleacher Creatures on some new chance. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. For AJ, I'm Chris. You've been listening to The Chase for 28. And we will see you next time. Let's go Yankees.